Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. So, um, here we are recording again in scrotum sound. Sounds lovely. It is. It's audio so, delight. You know, just when you're like, well, you know, it's getting close to the end of the year. You know, wh- this has been a real rough year for movies in terms of theater going. It's been a rough year for, for obvious reasons. For everybody. It's <laughs> been a rough year for everything. Yeah. I mean, I was sick in the hospital for a while. I've been I've been sick for, you know, mm-hmm. I've had a few quite a few friends that actually had COVID and luckily I didn't have anyone that I that I'm friends with um pass you know, away, pass away from this, yeah. but <clears throat> and then I had uh my sister, my brother, my mom had it. I I happened yeah. upon a uh dead body on my way to <laughs> This, this year, man, Woo. it's been, been crazy, brutal. and there's been a lot of near misses and a lot of craziness going on. Obviously, seriously, it's just we don't we don't really get into politics on this pod on this podcast. It's not what we're mm-hmm. about. Um, it may be what we're about privately, but we're going to keep our opinions private. Um, and uh, really, after the dark tone. And the craziness of the last eight months or ten months. They spring at the end of 2020. The dark and the wicked. Which I never heard of until you told me about it. Right. And I've seen it posted in um, online in a few places. And a few people have been talking about it. And... So obviously, these horror movies are on our radar for the most part because we're horror fans. Obviously, you can't be expected to to see all these movies when they come out. I know, but which is a shame too because you know I mean obviously there's a lot of crap out there, and unfortunately there's also a lot of great movies that you can overlook. You could accidentally overlook, you know? Yes, and I was just going to say, those great, some of those great movies, they get lost Mm. or, like you said, overlooked. This is one of them that should not be overlooked. Absolutely. And it may not necessarily be the greatest or the most original, but there was something very ominous and atmospheric and creepy about this film. And what I love, what they what they do right is the utter despair that you get from watching this movie. Um, yes. So, on a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn and soon a darkness grows marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family. And that is a simple premise, and it is delivered upon. Uh, Brian Bertino was the writer and the director. Um, still have to see Monster. You know, he... Yeah, okay. still have to All see right, that. All right, so I won't say yeah. anything. 
That's also a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, uh, yeah, you might want to see Black Coat's Daughter. Um, he was uh, he did The Strangers. The Monster is a great movie, especially if you like monster movies. Um, that's when I first heard about him. But you know, I've also seen The Strangers. Black Coat, The Black Coat's Daughter is a great movie as well. Um, I think. I think you so, may have told me about it, or someone told me about it, and I just never. I, it's something like I, I just forgot to, you know, because they're really, I mean, man. There's a lot of horror movies out there, and they they come out all the time. I think about horror is yeah. that you could do it on a really small budget, and I mean the most successful movie of all time, you know, uh, uh, per investment dollar i suppose is paranormal activity which only costed 15 grand to make and it made like i think it was like like over 100 million or something or some obscene amount right so and people are aware you know you can invest just a little bit of money but if the story's solid enough the scares are good enough you can make Mm -hmm. a lot you know and so, unfortunately, knowing that so many people make these lower budget movies, um, and and again, it could be drowned out. Like you can have a really solid, great movie, and it could be uh, drowned out. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, th- there was definitely a, a budget, but again, I mean, it's not like a superhero movie, you know. But you, like that, you could tell. You know, it's like the lighting and stuff like that. There's definitely, it's definitely a quality movie, <clears throat> right? I mean, the the movie is an hour and a half long. Um, for the most part, um, this movie just starts. You know, it starts right in the middle of things. So, it you're immediately in this farmhouse in rural Texas. The uh, the property. I got the vibe of the witch um, because the property is so bleak and so remote. Mm. It's, it's um, like a modern, yeah. Just, yeah, this is a farm, uh, obviously modern Texas. So, but I got the vibe that the, the almost like, for want of a better phrase, the land is sour. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and that's the vibe that I get that there's, um, that, you know, the, this family is cursed. This land is cursed. No one is making it out of alive. And there is this waking nightmare of this, you know, this odd, unsettling presence, dread a, a presence, that yeah. just permeates the entire film. Absolutely. Not many movies can do this. And I was watching the movie. I had the lights off and I'm watching Same this here. film. By myself. Same and here. I was genuinely creeped out. Same here. <laughs> they did okay, good. Great. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not that much of a punk, no, but no, they, they did. They uh, did a you know, really good job. It takes man. a lot to scare me yeah. now. Yes, and so <clears throat> was I, I wasn't terrified. There's very few, you know, jump scares, but there are many scary scenes in this film um, where other characters that you know, have died a a horrible death, come back to haunt the living family members. And I'm going to do my best to try and not, um, you know, tell anyone, you know, uh, reveal any spoilers on this one. This isn't, it's tough to do because I just want to talk about it, but it's really, um, 
done to good effect. It's not a big budget movie. It's a very quiet film, but there is no one is getting out of this movie alive. Right. And, um, you know, what's funny is that I didn't even really get the, you know, that I know that there was an underlying story. Um, and I, I think I was like, you know, distracted with something where I didn't even really get it. I, I, I might have to watch it again, but I didn't even care okay. because the, uh, the scares, the, the atmosphere, um, was so well executed. I was just along for the ride. You know, it was just the the roller coaster ride of of fear and creepiness, and and it mm-hmm. was just like like you said, man. It, it was just done so well, and so I was kind of just absorbing yeah. that. You know that that atmosphere, those scares, and and they they yep. did. You know they they were really well executed, man. You know some t- like it was like maybe about two. Uh, super gross out, you know, kind of gory scenes, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, but the rest of it was just, you know, just genuine creepiness, and I thought they did a great job. Like kudos, you know, props to <laughs> to the director did a great job, and not only just to the direction, yeah, the acting, the, uh, the, the setting, setting was this the isolation of the of the the farmhouse. Um, and the, the acting was excellent. Um, so, um, Marin Ireland, I believe how, that's, uh, that's how you pronounce yeah. the name. Michael Abbott Jr., Julie Oliver, Touchstone, Lynn Andrews. Um, and obviously a surprise role for me because I wasn't expecting, I didn't, I didn't really read up on this film prior to seeing, um, you know, prior to seeing it, but Xander Berkeley, who is a favorite of mine when he pops up. I mean, like we, like we were talking earlier, he was in Terminator 2, he, Air Force 1, Shanghai Noon. He was in the series 24. Mm, it's like a character um, actor. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in Candyman and just... He was uh, Gregory in The Walking Dead. Um, so, if you got any fans of The Walking Dead, he was the guy who was, um, you know, at the hilltop, I guess, and he was running the town of Hilltop. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I think I stopped watching it at that point. Mm. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, so he plays a priest, and you know, it's an odd film to see. Um, in rural Texas, you know, f- these farmers who are completely a- atheists. Uh, so, you know, they they start talking to the priest because they find these crosses in the mother's pockets and, uh, you know, posthumously. And they say, well, she wasn't, um, she wasn't a religious person. None of us were or none of us are. And, you know, they start dealing with this unsettling and... Um, ever-present feeling of the of this supernatural dread that is it's like a pall hanging over their family's home and people related to them now it's not only this they're the father who's dying and then the mother passes on and then there are other people related to this um to this family and they are succumbing to this um supernatural terror that's you know that's here and there are moments where you're talking to someone or the main character you're not you but you know the these the main characters are speaking to characters within the story and then all of a sudden that you you realize that oh this is not 
this person that they're talking to is this evil entity. Right, right. And, and it's antagonizing them as well. And it's just done to such effect again and again. Like you just, you're like, oh, okay, this is a, this person's normal. And then halfway through the conversation, suddenly they turn right, on, right. on, on you and, and, the, and they're, they're mentioning things or they'll, they'll give a stare yes. and you, you know, I'll get like a rush of uh, ice cold <laughs> chill up and down my back because, you know, you're just... It's off-putting and unsettling, and uh, I can't say enough great things about the atmosphere of the dark and the wicked. It was just perfectly it was done. Dark and it was wicked, so, appropriately named. It definitely was. What, what did that priest say uh, at one point? Like that part really scared the hell out of me. When he comes out, he's like, "Get the rope" or something like that. Yeah, he goes, oh yes, I know. And was I was like, great. oh, shit. That was so And you'll great. know why that was so creepy um, mm. when you watch this movie. Right. But yeah, the priest is like, why don't you come outside? Yeah. And he's like, it's three o'clock in the morning. You can't be here. You know, what are you, what are you doing here? And he's like, come on outside. And you're just like in the back of my mind. I'm like, stay, stay the fuck inside. inside. Close the fucking door, You know, don't door, listen man. to this guy. <laughs> yeah, close the door and get out of there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the scene at the end of the third act where the brother, um, he is, um, he is, uh, uh, I guess accosted or, you know, he is attacked by this, by this being, this, uh, this entity. And you could tell that the entity itself is, it forces the people that it, it's, and that it attacks, it, it forces them to commit suicide. Right. And the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, through the through despair and through the images um you know that that it it provides um you know people are killing themselves right the um and so God. the brother leaves mhm and the and the he call and the sister's trying to get in touch with him um and she's like she's like where are you and he's like i had to go he's like i couldn't stay there anymore you should get out of there too and i'm like you prick like you fucking yeah, left her yeah. there like i was so pissed off i'm like how do you just you know you just left your sister you know to deal with you know your your father who's on his, you know bed. who's almost dead yeah, he's on, yeah. literally on his exactly. deathbed um and you know you and i understand that he was terrified because of the things that he saw and he himself almost succumbed almost kills himself and he makes it out you know but he and she's just and, and she's he wouldn't even he didn't completely yeah, he didn't even tell her beforehand you know she's calling him on the phone and he's right and that's away. what she said she yeah. goes why didn't you tell me he's like because you wouldn't have left it's like, yeah, but at least you could have still told her, even if she wasn't going to leave. It's up to her. Right. But yeah. Because oh, my God. All day long, she's like trying to find him. Now she's dealing with her dad and dealing with, you know, finding out that, you know, the farmhand or whatever, whoever, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, that older guy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Uh, Tom Nowicki is the actor. I think his he was Charlie. And Charlie mm -hmm. was... Um, you know, probably an old friend of the family, and he was the farmhand. And they, for one reason or another, they they removed the they took the phone off the hook, um, and the young girl comes to the house to try and talk to uh, to try and talk to um, mm, the, the 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 character of Louise right. and tell her that her her grandfather Charlie was you know they found him dead, and she's just you know off put. 
by the by the you know the uh, by Louise's frantic and unsettled nature and she's like oh is there anything I can help you with or you know and she's like yeah why don't you come in you know I just have to check on my dad and there's you just see for a second like a flash across this young girl's face and you know oh shit you know she's she's one of them or mm. she's you know she's possessed right, or right. and you just don't know because it could just happen if it's just, a possession yeah, yeah you don't you really yeah don't. it's just a weird vibe are they possessed is this something that's happening with uh, and obviously there's something supernatural going on but this possession who's doing it you know they're blaming the devil obviously but then she calls the priest and he's like i don't know what you're talking about i've never been to this town so then they're like what what you know what the fuck is going on here even the priest has never been there but yet he was you know they spoke with him so who you know what is going on here and that what i love about this is after all of this terrorizing and after all you know all this this sense of loss that permeates this family this movie ends and you don't know what caused this problem and honestly and, you it, know, it didn't even matter because and yeah, i was just going to say that matter. it doesn't right. matter um, but I, what a, i love about this and we've talked yeah. about this before yeah we talked about this before in in terms of you know when you deal with a film don't go through to great lengths to explain why this is happening because then you emasculate this threat it's unknown and that's really what makes it so superior to other horror films that do so much to explain the backstory and get into the character and all this other yeah, stuff we don't know who this the antagonist like is the birds is it know, the, the devil? birds why did the birds attack in the hitchcock movie don't know it doesn't matter it, it, just take the right thrills. It, it, the, the why is irrelevant. irrelevant exactly just take the thrill the horror and enjoy it for what it is and yes. like again the 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 horror wasn't particularly unique or original but it was right uh utilized intelligently you know where where it was an, it was just scary it was just very scary it was done at the right time in the right way and and yeah man that that was <laughs> i really enjoyed it man this was definitely a good one i strongly recommend it so, what was it playing on uh, shutter right now right uh it's play it's a shutter yeah it's playing on shutter i actually rented this from off of amazon prime so oh okay oh so it was on amazon prime too yeah so yeah, yeah. strong recommendation i like this absolutely I really like this man. so brian bertino yeah. and and you know what uh, again just you should see the monster too while you're yeah, doing that yeah I go, uh because i may go back and watch the black coat's daughter again but the monster was good i saw that like maybe three and a half years ago or whatever um um definitely a solid film and uh th this guy's a texan too so he you know the texas is a big state and people don't realize it i know you have some family members that live there i have uh, a few friends that live in texas and i've been there a couple of times quite a few times on business it's a big state and there's a lot of places where you could probably get lost in the backwoods uh of texas and they we've you know seen plenty of other horror mo movies you know texas chainsaw massacre is being you know is being one of those that um really is able to play on the isolation theme and 
pulling people into um, a situation where you really can't, you're really not going to overcome this, the, the, the entity or whatever is, whatever is haranguing you, you are in for this ride and you're not going to escape. The, the poster art for this is just bathed in black and red. Mm. And then there's uh, this creepy figure floating above the house. Um, and it's just a very simple poster. There's not much to it, but it speaks volumes about this film and, um, and the nature of loss and what it does to a person prior to, um, you know, prior to losing that person. I mean, that's basically what we're dealing with here, um, where, you know, they, it's a brother and sister and they come back to the family farm to, to help their mother, um, you know, and she, deal with the yeah. the impending death of of the of their father. And she kept warning them. And, you know, you shouldn't have come. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah, you be shouldn't, here. You should leave. Yeah. You should just leave. Yeah, it's not what you right. think. Um, and so you know, they just think that they're you know the despair is coming from you know the fact that you know the her their you know their father's dying and the mother can't deal with it. Uh, when in fact you know the mother knew all along that there was this type of you know, supernatural presence and that's why she was trying to con- you know convey that to them like get out of here you, you shouldn't be here but let's face it a lot of times if if you're dealing with the death of a family member or you're a, you know you're dealing with a family member who is you know doesn't have t- much time um the 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 amount of despair and and sadness you know is overwhelming and you know just uh, dealing with family members of my own that I, we went through this type of thing um <clears throat> you know it can be a very um trying time yeah and now you put this you put this into a, a moment of well you know what we're not dealing necessarily with um you know the um covid-19 virus in this and our protagonists are not dealing with um de- dealing with that in this manner but there is a sense of um of isolationism again and they um this this farm is forlorn yeah you know and absolutely it's it's and so infected they, it, it, it's infected it, yeah, it is by and then even the, there's scenes where they're um they're going out looking for the livestock or whatever there's you know the sheep or whatever um and then you come to the scene where they've been completely slaughtered yeah and i'm just (laughs) you know i found myself at one point i had my hand over my mouth i'm like oh my god right right (laughs) just to you know because there's just so much of that in this film um, and it, where it goes beyond what your expectations are of what a horror movie is, it's it. And like you said, this is not anything that was necessarily or more original than anything I've seen. There's just they got it right. The sense of mm. the sense of overwhelming dread in this film, um, you know, is is it can't be understated. Right, and it, it was. Um, it's the simplicity. You know, it's a good yeah. simple movie no crazy explanation they don't have you know nothing that needs to be discovered or you know the big reveal anything like that doesn't matter just take it for what what it is take it at face value just <laughs> genuinely creepy awesome awesomeness you know yeah yes yeah, uh, definitely yeah. 
there's alternate poster art too and i'm if you're a fan like i'm a huge fan of of one movie one sheet posters mm. i have quite a few of them i have probably more posters than i have wall space and uh so but uh, i'm so i'm a big fan of poster art and these these are pretty simple and the other the alternate poster art is you know um the this upside down red cross and then there's like uh that the, was the one i saw like a windmill yeah. Yeah, there's a windmill uh, on the farm mm. or whatever, so it's kind of sitting at the the lower half of the cross itself. Um, I like the alternate artwork with uh, this figure, the mother floating above the house, which is really fucking. Creepy. I gotta see that. I haven't even uh, seen that. You could check it out on IMDb. Yeah. Um, it's got some. It's got some pretty cool uh, images. But I, I really love the acting in this as well. Um, the, Lynn Andrews plays the nurse, and she does so with, um, you know, with this sense of. Uh, I felt like she was about to reveal something very dark and sinister, and then what? Uh, what happens after the fact was was almost as bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then and then it finally ends and I'm like thank God it's right. over because I'm like yeah you know, I can't fucking see <laughs> I can't see any more of this now and like I said maybe I uh, there's you know you're watching a movie by yourself in the dark and you're hoping to get the sense of of creepiness and that's when I texted you and I was like dude this is a real creepy oh, movie yeah, and you're yeah. like yes it is thing, <laughs> that was at that moment yeah because I ended up I because I, I saw it before you did and then as I'm watching it and the creepiness is like like starting to happen i'm like oh dude this guy's got to see this movie i'm like yo this yeah salvin you got to see this this is great yeah yeah God. yeah so, really good man so out of five uh farmhouses i'm gonna give this thing a four and a half yeah it is a it is a tad slow and it's not the most original film i've seen but man it's so damn good yeah, very and, effective and it's um, very effective yeah it is absolutely effective yeah. in what it does and it does it right yeah so i'm gonna give it four and a half i what, think what, what, you know what take? i think i'll give it four and a half also i was i was gonna give it yeah nice. i was gonna give it four and a quarter but i say you know what nah now I think four and a half. Simple, again. The, he uses like he used the tools properly. The tools of horror were used to great effect. So yeah, definitely Absolutely. Give this four and a half. Four and a half uh, barns. We said. Is that what we said? <laughs> I said farmhouses, farmhouses barns, barns slaughtered that. sheep, whatever you want to do. Yep, I'm good right, with it. Right. Um, when <laughs> I, just before we go, just one thing that about this film that that really, when he is in his bedroom and the, suddenly in the middle of the night the light goes on and he turns the light. Uh, shuts the light off again and he goes back to bed and again it keeps happening the light comes on and he is drawn to the curtains and he moves the curtains aside and he sees the shape of his mother on the lawn floating above the lawn oh yeah and oh yeah god damn if that didn't give me chills man serious heebie-jeebies with that one and and like I said, you know, maybe the imagery, but just how the mother looks, and then he turns around, and he's and there's a shape of her in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's so it's, well done. It just yeah, yeah. wasn't re- again. You know, if you've given, you're almost given certain tools by other movies, but it's how yeah. you use them, and and he used them just very well, very well. Yeah. yeah. Serious creepiness. There. Absolutely. 
Solid. So I was, um, I wanted to talk to you. You know, I know we both in the past have, been, you know, we grew up with comic books, um, and not to just kind of go in a one eighty. But recently, I've been uh, getting a few uh, comic books, and obviously horror related. And I just wanted to mention these because they were so damn good. So Bronze Age comic books, um, like came around nineteen sixty nine, nineteen seventy, um, and they went to I guess the early eighties. So basically, the seventies were a pretty rich time for uh, for comic books. Bronze Age comics are pretty you know popular, and they're coming into um, popularity and getting expensive. But you could still grab some decent titles and i was able to get a couple of them like um swamp thing and what for like these titles like tomb of dracula werewolf by night mm. um the swamp thing these horror titles are ones that i've always liked um but i never really totally got into them so i was like you know what i want the first 10 issues of each one of these titles so i've had like um werewolf by night uh, issues one and two um and so and i've been looking for a decent copy of of tomb of dracula and i found tomb of dracula number two at, at a really great price it was like 40 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever the hell it was um nice. but now i'm like all right so I'll, that's my goal now so i've just i picked up a couple of uh, really decent looking comics and just figured i'd mention it on here because i know you know like that's the whole purpose of the of the podcast is to kind of touch on you know these types of um you know horror and culture and sweet Damn, if if it wasn't so freaking great that the uh, Bernie Wrightson did the uh, Swamp Thing stuff, man, it's he was just one of my favorite horror uh, illustrators. Oh, the and yeah, oh my god, he was what a damn shame that we lost a, a person with that kind right, of talent. Seriously, um, just. Uh, and I know you, um, in terms of you as an illustrator, um, you definitely, uh, you know, would have, you'd have to have your eyes closed for the last 45 years to not even, you know, know what his work looks exactly. like. Exactly. I mean, um, um, uh, for, I was going to say Dracula Frankenstein, of course, is like, you know, everyone knows that. <laughs> his, uh, his illustrations for the, that uh, Frankenstein, especially that one... Um, uh, I think it's like a splash page or, or, or something. I, d I don't remember, but it has, um, you know, the whole lab and everything and the, just the amount of details. I mean, it's just crazy with all the, you know, the, oh, uh, yeah. uh, the uh, Dr. Frankenstein and and also the creature design. Uh, it's, yeah, that's iconic, really. Yeah, man, it was pretty cool. And so I made friends with this guy on Instagram uh he is he's a hell of a nice guy and so i was um you know i was talking to him and he was like dude i have these comics you know that you may be interested in because he knows i'm into horror and so we've been um i've been to a bunch of his um auctions that he hosts and you have to see the collection of comic books this guy has so if anyone who's interested you should check him out. You can find him. Uh, he's listed as Marvel Comic, Marvel Comaholic. So M A R V E L C O M A H O L I C, Marvel Comaholic. And yeah, 
this guy's collection of comics that he has for sale as well as ones that he has you know cgc rated and and freaking lucite i mean you, you autograph some of these autographed copies are like three and four uh signatures nice that he has and he's got he's got hundreds and hundreds of comic books autographed by the the artists as well as um stan lee i mean you name it, it we got he's got it awesome i was uh <clears throat> i was able to pick up swamp thing number two and three and these are the rights and co uh, covers. They're, these the colors and the the quality of these comics are freaking sharp as hell. And he threw in just for the hell of it, uh, the House of Secrets number one hundred is also a Bernie Wrightson cover, because he uh, obviously you know he's like, hey man, I'm just gonna throw it in there for you. Oh wow, which was real nice. Sweet, yeah, yeah. That's so that's really the cool. kind of guy he is. Yeah. You know, he's really cool. Um, anyway, I just wanted to give him a shout out there. And uh, so if anyone who's interested in comic books, you know, horror or otherwise, you should check him out on Instagram. I figured I'd give him a free plug uh, since he's a great guy. So his name is Gene or some some people call him Gino, but he's uh, either way, he'll respond to you and uh, check it out. Usually like on Monday nights or Tuesday nights, he'll throw out a, uh, um, what do you call it? A, um, it's like a promo thing? Or? No, it's like, you know, you can go on to... Um, ebay and you could bid for comic books well he'll have his own little um party mm. where you can just you know click on it live and then you could start uh bidding for whatever comics or, nice you know that he's yeah. yeah he's got a bunch of bids uh that he puts out there um anyway awesome these are just bernie writes and um i think we lost the giant when he when he passed on and and it was just um mm. in my head to talk about him today um but he has th that same feeling of of uh, dread in a lot of his work and the details in those comic books um it, they lend itself to that type of atmospheric and bleak um, sentiment that I think we were um, we were just touching on in um, in this movie, <clears throat> the dark and the wicked, and I think Brian Bertino he didn't necessarily you know channel Bernie Wrightson, but I think he um, and others um, who are involved in horror to that level, mm. I think they get I think they get the atmosphere right and and that's really something that we're always looking to try and capture and when i see it uh, i just appreciate the hell out of it so i thought i'd mention it right on man you're all right man so uh mm. we hope you like this episode and like we say all the time we're actually looking to um We'll have an interview coming up shortly. I'm trying to speak to a couple of friends of ours. Uh, one is with the the Grape Vinyl, and they have an Instagram page that I was uh, invited to a couple of times over the course of the um, Halloween season, and we talked about um, vinyl horror uh, soundtracks and and vinyl collecting etc and uh so we're, we're trying to get that together and uh, make something happen so look forward to that soon rock and roll man awesome all right hope you guys have a great all one right. thanks for tuning in peace out folks